Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. I'm glad Joe's back. We had a not Joe week last week. We've had a lot of not Joe weeks. We just haven't, you just haven't uh, had shows on some. Right, because I haven't had a guest to come. Yeah. I got Dan to come last week, which which most of the people that I have are really fun to have. They're just a different a different voice, a fun voice. And, yeah. You know. mm. So, uh, the non-typical way to start off the show. Um, I mentioned to my spouse something about um, the fact that her nose sometimes makes noise when she's sleeping. And her dad is like has this roaring polar bear snoring. She said, really? Do you think I have sleep apnea? It's like, well, I, I don't think so. She's like, do I really snore? Are you serious? Like, like maybe bothered by it a little. It's like, well, I, I don't care. I just, I, you know. And she's like, well, you should record me sometime. It's like, you really want me to? It's like, yeah. Well, so one night I happened to wake up at the right time and started it and recorded for a little bit. And, of course, then she quit. You know, but it's got, I got it. Sure. And so, um, but I didn't play it for her. I just told her. It's like, hey, by the way, I actually got you, like, you know, a minute or Two minutes or whatever last night. Really? Well, I want to hear hear what it is, how bad it is, see if maybe there is some reason I'm not sleeping, besides the fact that I have a baby next to me all night long, you know. So, I'm telling the story just because it's a different way to start the podcast. So, that's really not the story. I go to work, (laughs) and there's this one irritating sow that's just, any place you go next to her, she goes... And then if she gets really mad, just tears out noisy. Just like growling almost, like it sounds almost tigerish at first when she's really low. Yeah. And then just really gets into it and gets really high. And I'm like, I've got to record that for the girls. So I record it. And it was like a 30-second recording. And it was just insane because I went over, just lightly kicked her in the butt. And she just starts screaming. And so I thought the girls will love this. So I have this sound bite attached to this text. And I go... I think I see where this is going. And I go, irritating... Sal something. <laughs> and she was scared to play it because she thought I was sending the girls a recording of her snoring. Yes. And I'm like, oh, first of all, I would just, if I, would, I would never say that if it was you. I would never say irritating Sal. I'm like, that's just not right. But it was so hilarious that she was scared to play it. And finally, I think she listened to it before she played it for him and realized it was actual, actual hey. Sal. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was super funny. So anyway, just wanted to wanted to share that. Oh, so, that's good. So <clears throat> we have a cigar in our hands, and I can't remember if I've ever smoked it before. Fairly certain I have not. Um, we we're in this series, and it doesn't seem like a series because there's been off weeks, mm-hmm. and yeah, this is a series of three cigars. It's going to take us like two two months or whatever to get through. Um, just. Because that's the way life goes sometimes when we're not getting paid to do the podcast, I right. suppose. But um, we had the Baccarat um, Natural. And the cigar actually has a name. It's called The Game, but it doesn't matter if it's called The Game because they only have Natural Maduro and Candela. So it doesn't matter if you use the name of the cigar. It just It's irrelevant. And um, they all have the sweet gum glue used on the cap. So they all have just a lightly sweet... Um, it's lightly sweet on your on your lips when you're smoking it. And um, so we have the natural, the Maduro, and the Candela. Today is the Maduro, and we'll have the Candela the next time. And um, so we've had it lit 
maybe five minutes longer than we've had the podcast rolling, and we should try to try to talk about what we got. Yeah, it's oh, sorry, so it's been uh, what? How many <laughs> weeks since I uh, I've had a cigar here? My palate. Three, four. It's been three or four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's funny that I just started coughing, but um, it puts off a lot of foot smoke. Yeah, and I'm not complaining that I coughed, but I did inhale it, and that's kind of what made me cough. But there's a lot of foot smoke that comes off this, and I think that's generally a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if the particularly if it smells good, it makes the room smell good. Yeah. So, yep. so you've been a while. You were saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a hard time remembering my notes here, my tasting notes, but it's dark and earthy and rich. Um, it's sweet enough. I mean, I, the the sweet tip kind of may sway that, but... I'm going to... And we've only had a little five minutes, and this is never... We should never feel any pressure on the first one, by the way. The, the sweet tip's nice. The lips are a little sweet, and I think I'm getting a, mm-hmm. a hint of cocoa. The only interesting thing about it, it might be... I don't almost say cocoa and earth, but it's, it's in the back of my throat, which mm-hmm. typically it's not quite that far back, so it's interesting where it's landing on my... in my mouth... I was gonna say chocolate, so I'm glad you said cocoa. It's def- I think it's there for sure. And there's this hint of spice, but it's a weird spice. Like imagine there was a scent or an aroma of an aromatic wood, like a cedar, but then it got changed into a spice. <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to say, <laughs> but it and it's barely there. <clears throat> so there's just a a little tingle, <coughs> and you know. I do the best I can. Maybe I'm making this no, up as we go. No, it sounds fine to me. <laughs> mm. I think that's all for now. Mm. Yeah. I'm only getting that spice on like a little bit of a retro hail. <clears throat> Other than that, it seems pretty pretty mild. And... It's, I would say that it's going to be a really nice, straightforward Maduro. Um, nothing crazy. Wow, but th- that's just my mm-hmm. opinion of Baccarat in general. But there, it's like it's funny if this is what you want. If you just want a nice, straightforward, good cigar, the mm-hmm. Baccarat does it perfect. Yeah, I agree, and I think that it's kind of exactly what I was in the mood for tonight. You know, having been a long time, and I thought, oh, it's end of the day, not quite as early as we normally meet, and yeah. it's just a nice cigar to sit down to. And that's I was that's what I was hoping for, and that's what this is delivering for sure. Well, and what's what's fun to me is particularly with Maduros. I don't smoke Maduros a lot, um, and I think if I smoked Maduros all the time, I wouldn't like them as much. Oh, for sure. It's just I when agree. I when I go to a Maduro, it, I haven't had one for a while. Yep, it's a little different. In my life. It's the only time I like them is when I haven't had one in a while. If I, it's like it's like like a Guinness beer. Oh yeah, some, like a stout. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like them unless I have one very rarely, and then I like it. But if I were to do it often, it would nah. Same sort of deal. But anyway. Yeah, but that's that's good for, I think, for taste right now. That's where we're at. It is a little chilly today. Yeah, we're getting uh, winter in October. I know, like, did, did we have... Halloween and yeah. we're getting snow. Did we have, like, one day of fall? Was it, <laughs> well, no, don't go assuming that it falls <laughs> over. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think I was reading somewhere, somebody said that it's going to be in the 50s on Monday, so oh, I think we're going to come okay. back. okay. Hopefully, we've got yeah. a lot of work yet to do. And I'm, a, I'm as I get older, I'm a little more of a wimp in the cold than I used to be. I mean, because what is it? Is it thirty? 
I mean, it's not. It like, was right at like thirty two when I pulled in. Okay, because it's not. It's not like it's no. tan, right? You know, but it's like. But it's, it's damp. It's snowing. Yeah. It's like. Ugh, it's it's unseasonably cold. It's yeah. Like, it's prepare nasty. me a little bit. Break me in slower. <laughs> you know, not thirty yet. Maybe this is the hard break in, and then for the rest of the winter we'll just be like meh. You know. Oh meh. yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Come on, winter. You know. Anyway. It's funny that meh actually has a meaning. I know, right? I like it. So I, when I first heard somebody <laughs> say it, I'm like, you're just making that up. And then I heard a whole bunch of other people yeah. use it. I'm like, is that going to be in the dictionary now? Meh? Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> uh, it was funny. I, do you ever keep track of the, the word of the year or whatever? These dictionaries... No, but I should. Dictionaries I uh, will often publish, uh, you know, the 2018 word of the year or whatever. Mm. Interestingly enough, it was, I think last year, it was fake news, was the new word of the year. And they give themselves some latitude, because technically that's two words. Well, yeah, okay. but it's, okay. uh, hmm. So do you think that word would have been the word of the year without the current president? No, never. Come on. <clears throat> no, I think the word of the year would have been tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Hillary had won. Oh, God. <laughs> Which? Yeah, something like that. And I don't know if it's, like, new word of the year or if it's, yeah. or if it's you know. That, yeah, that would, that would definitely matter. So, mm-hmm. tyrant's definitely not a new word. Huh. No, it isn't. No, she's probably a tyrant before the word existed. Oh. Anyway, no. <laughs> Sorry. Let's, let's, not, let's not be mean. Um, Tell you what. You think she's going to run again? She's been hinting that direction. Um, okay. <clears throat> I have, instead of giving you the short answer, can I give you the long answer? Absolutely. Okay. Nothing but time. <laughs> My answer really isn't about Hillary. It's really about Michelle Obama. But this is not the time for any really good Democrat candidate to run. The next time for a good Democrat candidate to run is when Trump can't be reelected. Mm-hmm. So anybody that I'm not saying they are legitimately good, but could potentially be an amazing candidate, isn't going to run. They're going to wait four years. So, that being said, um, I actually think the party would maybe not take her. Maybe not. But you're saying right now, what I think I'm hearing you say, is that she's actually a good good candidate. Um, Because I would say she's the terrible candidate. No, I... It would be a guaranteed it, win for Trump, I think. But. It, when I say good, yeah, th- that does need qualified. For the Democratic Party to say this is a this is an amazing possible to win candidate, um, they wouldn't run that candidate now. They would wait four years and run them later um, if they were smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they thought she was a good candidate, I don't think she is. But I actually think in the context of good defined by the Democrats, Michelle Obama might be a good candidate and would would run in the following election, not this one. <laughs> my head is in my hands and I'm shaking it. <laughs> because I think that is, I couldn't think of a worse person to have in the White House. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying she's good. I'm no, saying I in know. the context I, yeah. of Democrats, it's, they're defining yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And I, <clears throat> um, Which is, okay. You done? Yeah. I'm okay. Done. Like... <clears throat> What I, I see, I'm, I'm just like so surprised at some of the things that I see happening in the, in the Democratic Party. <clears throat> I've been, and a lot of the sort of conservative, right-leaning, Trump-supporting people that I know of have said really, really good things about one of the Democratic candidates, Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. 
And from, I mean, I'm not like watching very much Democratic content, I'll confess. Yeah. However, she does seem to be a very reasonable person mm-hmm. that's willing to have conversations. <clears throat> she, yeah, sure, she has her views, but she seems to be open and reasonable and articulate. <clears throat> and she seems to me like she could win. Like, if they would run her hard mm. against Trump, like, she could actually win because she's enough, she speaks enough, enough common moderate. sense. Yeah. She mm. speaks enough common sense to the American people. And she's like, like, for instance, when she was here in Des Moines, she was talking about how the people that are talking to her aren't at all in support of impeachment. <clears throat> so she's not really for it because the people don't really want it. That's a great thing for somebody to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, But but you've seen the war that the, the Democratic Party, some of the heavy hitters like Hillary Clinton have waged against her it just makes you wonder why why they're Mm -hmm. so against anybody that's like grounded in reality Uh, well and that's insane yeah i don't want to interrupt you either Mm. you were so so generous so i don't know much about her but i've been surprised about two guys and i can only remember one of one of them one of them is the forgive me for just labeling him the gay guy from indiana but uh buddha judge booty judge yeah him and one other guy i actually thought might slide a little more moderate or a little more into that <clears throat> classical liberal category, but they didn't. Mm. And I thought he was going to be one that might kind of go that way, and then there, there's another one that I can't remember who it, who it is. I should remember. I know that Andrew <clears throat> Wang was getting some support from some people that I had heard about, but the, the, the thing is about any of these candidates is that they're so far left. Mm-hmm. Like you are just saying, you know. Well, I think in order to win in America, you have to be willing to work with the middle. You have to. It, well, it seems it seems that way, but and, and I think there's another another problem as well. And when and I even don't like using the word moderate anymore. I do because it has a meaning and it can communicate something. But I don't even think it's so much about moderation anymore because I don't think it's about being in the middle <clears throat> as much as I think it's about being um, pro the correct things, being pro America. Um, for one thing, mm-hmm. being pro our country, um, and if I think about it really hard, I could probably come up with two other things, but I can't remember. There's two or three things on a list that you you really need to be pro that in order to win. And <clears throat> I think one thing that's happening is the the BS that's been fed to the working class people, even to some of the downtrodden people, that says vote for us, we'll take care of you. People are starting to see. You're saying you're going to take care of me that way, but that's not really the way I want to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And they're saying I, there might be a better way for me to be taken care of. <clears throat> and uh, the oh, the other thing is, I think it would need to be um, a little bit more pro freedom, pro so pro America, a little more pro freedom, and uh, then argue, then being able to argue what what freedom means. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just don't see any of the any of the Democrats doing that. Yeah. Now. Hmm. I and, think. Oh, go ahead. And Biden, I just don't think Biden's a good candidate at all. I think it's terrible. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren's the, like I'm. I always I always worry about cons- like conspiracy theories. I I have way too much too many thoughts in the back of my head that could be conspiracy theories, and I have to say, there isn't a whole bunch of people. There aren't a dozen people, maybe twenty five, that are really rich in the background of the Democratic Party saying, okay, 
Warren, we got to run her because the really good candidates are going to hold off for another four years and not run them till till later. So let's let's run Warren. Biden won't won't do very good, but we'll throw him in the mix too. And then whoever else hops up and wants to get join the bandwagon, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if that really happens, but it just seems like they wouldn't they wouldn't run someone. I don't think they'd run someone they really believe in because I think there's a I think there's enough people that are. I'll say stuck in the Democratic Party, thinking that it can be rejuvenated, that are that are keeping it enough, a little bit centrist, that the radicals, <clears throat> it's just, this is going to be the time for the Democrats to try to go all radical, and they'll fail miserably, and they'll try to come back next time. I hope that's the case, because I'd like to see another four years of Trump. Uh, and, I mean... The pundits that I listen to are saying that we're going to see a landslide, and it could be the it could be bigger than Reagan's and whatever. I'm still going to go vote <laughs> for sure, <Me> too. <laughs> for sure. But uh, I just would hope my hope isn't even in as much as uh, my hope is not in the winning of 2020 as much as it is in the idea that we could stop this like frantic obstructionism mm-hmm. that we that we've seen for 4 years. I'm so yeah. sick of it. And I think America's sick of it. <clears throat> I do think when I when I hear people and I, I only hear people on the right talk about this, but I wonder if people on the left or people on the democratic side will start talking about this. But the whole idea of the elites running things, I just I think it's getting out enough that poor people, the downtrodden, the working class people are 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 going to get mad enough or maybe maybe mad's not the right word, but they're but their their eyes are being opened enough that it's like, no, I don't necessarily want you in charge of me. Yeah, I might want a little bit of help when I'm unemployed. Yeah, I might want the government to feed some poor people, but but you're not you're just you're just trying to give me stuff to get my vote. You're not really wanting to help me. <clears throat> I hope that's I hope it's coming through, you know? I think so. To the average person. I think so. And I I've I've been fe- okay. So I've said for a long time that I've been optimistic, mm-hmm. ever since the Rand Paul, Ron Paul stuff, and I feel like there's a contingent of the American youth that is waking up. I heard a conversation. Um, I was talking to a guy today that had just spent some time with a friend of his who had just graduated from a state university. Okay, so young person in in totally in liberally indoctrinated, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person said to my friend, I, I really like Bernie Sanders because I really like the things that he says. But he said, I did just come out of the university and I know, understand that it's kind of mob rule there. And he said, and even though I like Bernie Sanders, I just don't think it would ever work because there's, it wouldn't work. What he's saying wouldn't work. I was so happy to hear that because that tells me that that person, even though who does okay, first off, if somebody knocked on your door and said, there are so many people that are so much richer than you that are taking advantage of you, you deserve to have a piece of the pie too. You deserve free college. You deserve this. You deserve that. Now, if, if I didn't understand better, if I didn't know better, I would say, yeah, I, I did deserve that stuff, doggone it. And why don't I get a piece of it? But the, the fact that he's, Stated that the way he did, that it just doesn't work, tells me that he's thinking yeah. in the right direction. And yeah. there, are, there are plenty of alternatives out there, plenty of, uh, that information's available to that yeah. person. If they're thinking down that road and, and they're asking themselves, okay, 
well, what does work? And like you were saying, how do I want to be helped? How do I need to be helped? I think, I think <laughs> Trump's showing you the way right now. <laughs> Deregulate. Make yourself free. Go to work. Do it. Make yourself successful. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think that's coming across. Um, I agree with you, and I'm glad, glad to hear that. I do. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to. Uh, I think that pitch of Bernie. Is good. I mean, it, it it appeals to a certain group of young people. Mm-hmm. But until somebody says, "Whoa, wait a minute!" As long as the government's in bed with every co- major college in the United States, the cost of the college is going to be high because the government is paying for it. And so they're just going to keep saying, "Oh, well, let's make the cost a little bit higher because the government's going to pay." The- oh, well, the government's paying for. It. Let's make it a little bit higher. Yeah. If the government just said, "No, we're not paying any more for college." There would be so many colleges that would pop up and be like, "Okay, yeah. we're a business. You yeah. got to pay us this, and we're gonna we're gonna get in instructors that'll work for this, and you, you can come, mm-hmm. and this is what you can pay us. We're not Harvard, but you want college education? We'll mm-hmm. give it to you. We'll get you your degree." Yep. <clears throat> so well, and yeah, I mean, to strip it down, it's same with the medical industry. But if we stripped it down to what it needed to be and what it ought to be, it would be so much cheaper in the long mm-hmm. run. And I guess that is a long way around this, but to speak to your earlier point too, is that if people can understand that Trump and like his way of thinking is separate from the elite, because I think that the, the line that like the, the leftists are, to- are towing is that he is one of these rich elite people that's trying to screw right. you when it's really the, the sort of like government elite people that are doing the screwing. Right, and I hope that, I hope people see this, and I think they do, but I hope they see that Trump is a businessman. Mm-hmm. He made he made himself successful. A politician that's always been a politician and is making loads of money. Yeah, that's getting that's rich. The, that's the person you don't want in charge of the government. Exactly. You know, I mean, somebody that made it and basically said, ah, you know, I got so much money, I don't really care if you pay me to be a politician. He's giving away his salary. I know, that's got to say something big to lots of people. But people are paying attention. You think Nancy Pelosi would ever say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to take a salary this year. Mm -hmm. In fact, from, you know, for the next four years, I won't take a salary. No, she wouldn't. And uh, because she wants to use her political power to help navigate the government and and world leaders to affect... Her business and her son and several other people's, you know, yeah. it's it's about power, <clears throat> and yeah. I mean, generally speaking, when the the people on the left and for that matter, the political elite will call them because there's people on both yeah. sides of the aisle. They are, they are, there when, are whenever elites. they can, whenever or, they yeah. accuse someone of something, it seems to me that almost every time they're doing it ten times worse. Yeah, and uh, yes, I want to reiterate that. And uh, let, I'll say that. I want to get back to the conservative elites, conservative establishment, conservatives, whatever, after we do a cigar update because we're a little bit late on the cigar update. And I really like this. We're talking a lot, and this is just a, a nice behind-the-scenes, I'm, I'm enjoying this cigar. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not getting anything new. It seems like the sweet is blending with the cocoa mm-hmm. to where it's tasting more chocolatey and I'm wondering if that's because of the sweet tip I've been kind of rolling it in my lips so mm-hmm. it's probably the sweet tip but there might be a sweetness coming from the cigar I'm not getting and there's a what I would expect an earthiness in the background that's blending with that 
chocolatiness really well, which is exactly what I would expect from a Maduro, because that's where you're going to get that earthiness and a little bit of... And, and earthy sweetness and, like, baking sweetness are a little different, but it, mm-hmm. it's like you've got the two kind of happening here. Yeah, I agree. Together. Yeah, there's nothing that's just really popping out about it. It's just really mellow, really sweet, really smooth, and just the perfect evening sort of just sit down, have a cigar, and talk a cigar. It is, and for those of you who who the price of the cigar would matter a little bit on, this, I, I didn't print our material today, which, forgive me for that, but it's been kind of a busy day for me, but um, this is a five, five-ish dollar cigar, and this is a cigar, I mean, if you're going to buy an inexpensive cigar, don't buy two dollar cigars, you know, if you're going to buy ten two dollar cigars, buy four of these, you'll be mm-hmm. way more, way happier with it, and these are just... Um, just good. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about, because I forget. I'm always worried about taste. I forget about the appearance. First of all, my burn line on this is... Impeccable. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. It's it's humidified. Just right. It actually might be just a smidge dry, like I might be under 65, just a hair. But it's winter. It's hard. <laughs> i got got to keep track of my humidor. It better. is not winter. <laughs> it is not winter. It's fall. It is not winter. <laughs> You're right. Okay. It seems like it, though. Right. It's snowing. So it's not it's not a super shiny cigar. It's got a little bit of a shine to it. It's um, a little bumpy, but smooth enough. There's a nice little nice little vein. You can see the vein of the leaf there. <clears throat> the cap was just fine, snipped off good. Wasn't any broken. There wasn't any chips in the wrapper. And mm-hmm. I say that actually because I know the candelas, which I think might be a l- candela wrapper might be a touch more brittle mm-hmm. than other wrappers, but it's got a couple little brittle chip pieces chipped off but um sitting in the humidity. is it is it me or does it feel just on the teensiest bit on the dry side um uh, i wouldn't call it dry but I mean, it's not oil, it's, oil based yeah it's not it's not oil it's not super oily at all not, it's at not all. no and we like oily cigars i do yeah um but uh uh, if if I had to say oily or dry, I might be with you on that. I might say, yeah, it's probably going to lean a little bit, just a, little a hair, bit, just a hair on the dry side. And that's not dry meaning humidified. It's just right. dry meaning the the way the smoke hits your Correct, mouth. Correct. Yeah. Because so, I love a cigar that when you when you inhale it, you blow the smoke out, and it's like you just you feel the oil still on your tongue. That's that's what I mm-hmm. like the most. Uh, assuming the taste is good. If it's a crappy taste, <laughs> then I don't like it. But, <clears throat> anyway. So, mm-hmm. all right. Anything more? <clears throat> I don't think so. Okay. Um, oh, which is the size? It's a uh, it's a Churchill. Um, it might actually be a they might have called it a Corona Grande, but for for all intents and purposes, it's a it's a Churchill size. So about a forty. It's not a fifty. It's under fifty. It's not a forty two. It's probably a little bigger than a forty two, <clears throat> and it's about six and a half inches long. So there there we go. Probably five forty or something was the price, and uh, I don't have any any stats on it and part of the reason is because these cigars don't have a lot of hype they're just they're just what they are and they do great and honestly it seems like in the cigar world like everybody knows that like you don't have to hype them if you're buying this cigar you know it's it's a little bit at the lower end but it's going to be a really Mm -hmm. great smoke so so the elites the establishment republicans those career politicians, I put them in the same boat. Like, I, it's not always Democrat versus Republicans, mm-hmm. um, but right. they they fall in the big government category, mm-hmm. which is not 
what I'm in favor of. And there are a few of those. I'm not sure I could name them. Uh, but you know what? I, I really honestly think that they either right now. Okay, so right now we've got a pretty wide split between Republican and Democrat. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of years, I've felt like, and maybe I'm off base, but it just has seemed like the two parties have been in line when it comes to the establishment elites. Yes. Right now, it's almost like Trump's bravery mm-hmm. has allowed some of the Republican establishment people who normally would have gone right along with the big government establishment. It's almost like it's it's almost like they're kind of seeing the light or they're willing to... It's almost like they're willing to pull back a little bit more. And maybe it's just because there's nothing going on in the government right now anyway. Yeah. And so it's easy for them to just stand back and posture and not really have any thing of consequence. But it almost seems like I'm seeing them be a little bit braver. Yeah. It almost seems like that. I'm not well, sure if I'm, that's what I'm seeing or not. But. Well, and I'm not saying this to defend the establishment Republicans, but... When you get, you do have to be a politician, and I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'd be good at it. And it's when you're on a podcast, when you're not a politician, you can say, "Ah, oh, you screwed up. You, yeah. you gave in." Yeah. But when you're a politician, sometimes you have to compromise. Give, you have to compromise, and that's really hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily defending them, but I'm saying I think they were a little bit too wussy over the last. Oh yeah. Forty years. Yep. And so everything's just been sliding. Establishments been sliding. Big government. And maybe and now Trump is just such a wild card. I think you might be right that some of them have a little more guts to kind of stand back and say, "Wait, maybe we should, you know, work a little bit well, harder at some of these." Not, you know, yeah. Ho- hopefully, they can see the will of the people behind a person yeah. like Trump. And I, and I don't want to always just be talking yeah, about yeah, Trump, exactly. But, but he, oh, let's be honest, he's been a catalyst for some pretty cool stuff. Is and from my perspective, like he's actually been willing to roll up his sleeves and shake some people up and I think that's significant. I mean he's not he's not like the savior or something, but he's really done some stuff. And to say that he hasn't would just be inaccurate. Yeah. Um I uh yeah. I do think there there are maybe a couple that this is this was a second part of what I wanted to say about the establishment of Republicans. I do think there's a couple, I don't know if I want to say a handful, at least a couple, that have jumped ship and said, no, I'm going to stick with the establishment crew, which kind of means they're sticking with the Democrats mm-hmm. at this point. But I think there's probably more that are saying, no, no, maybe this is good. <laughs> they're kind of starting mm-hmm. to lean away from the establishment crowd, even though I would probably still label them well, as that. And if they want to play politics, I mean, if they want to just be politicians and and work their career and get reelected and all that stuff. That's fine with me as long as they're listening to what the people are saying right now. You know, cuz a lot of people would their wusses because they wanted to get reelected. Yeah. Well, if they want to get reelected now in yeah. today's political environment, then they're going to have to toe the line a little bit as far as what the people want, not what the establishment wants. Yeah. And um so I want to talk about come back and talk about the divisiveness in the country after I draw back just briefly to local politics. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and this is, maybe it's just more a story than it is, you, you know, maybe we have some things to comment on, but it was interesting to me. Um, I don't like crowds. I kind of don't like voting because it's such a, it takes so much time. So I always vote, um, 
I either vote early or I have it mailed to me and I vote at home and mail it in. So I, I voted today, sort of. I filled out my ballot and it's ready to be mailed. The thing is, though, it was city and, which for me is just University Park, I don't mm-hmm. vote Oskaloosa, um, and then city and school board or something. Mm-hmm. So, but every eight, the, the mayor, and then one, two, three, four, four or five others, so six or so, only had one person running. Yep. And I didn't vote for anyone. I folded my ballot up and I, and I submitted it. Not because I'm opposed to my mayor. I, I kind of like my mayor from what he's, what he's done for the town. Um, there are some things I disagreed with, but I, I, I just walk across my street. And <laughs> Don't tell them about it. And I say, look, you see that junky house across the street from you that's right next to me? I would have bought it and made it a nice rental property if you hadn't scared me by saying, geez, we need an electrical code in University Park. Now some guy in Des Moines owns that property and doesn't care what it looks like, and it's sitting by both of our houses. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be real clear to him that that's not the way to get people to buy a property and make it look nice. Small, small government, not a bunch of rules. Make it easy for me to buy that property and fix mm-hmm. it up. That's what you need to do. Don't give me a bunch of rules. Tell me I put a, have to put in a fire extinguisher. Of course I'm going to put in a fire extinguisher. I just paid $50,000 for that property. I don't want it to burn down. You know, <laughs> don't be stupid. Um... So, but the thing is, one person in every category, nobody to vote for unless you knew somebody to write in. Yeah. That seemed not right on some level. I know, and I, yeah, I, so I've noticed this phenomenon as well. It's, and I don't know what drives it, except for the fact that if you launch yourself into the local political arena, you have to deal with a bunch of people that are a pain in the butt... And if you're not a person that's particularly driven by power and exerting it over other people, mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of... <sighs> why, should it, why should a good person that just wants to live their life and be left alone, why should they run for office? Because it's just a big headache. That's, and that's a problem, though, because, man, nobody good wants to run. <laughs> well, and that is... I'm not the first person to say that, but that, that is a small flaw with what what I'll call conservative people, maybe I could just yeah. throw that banner at Republicans, because um, if you want freedom and you don't use the power that you have to preserve your freedom, it gets taken away. It does, yeah. But we don't, we're, conservatives in general aren't power people. We don't want to force, uh-huh. you know, the force things on people, but that that's what happens. We just want to sit in the background and not use our power to keep mm-hmm. people free. And so the, the creep of the establishment politicians pulls us to a direction until finally mm-hmm. somebody slams their foot down and says, "We're gonna, I'm going to vote for this really crazy-ass president because I'm just tired it's of you taking our freedoms away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, you know. Um, yeah. uh-huh. It has to get pretty bad. For, for the conservative-minded person to get involved, yeah, they respond to pain, and not much to preservation. Yep, and I, I don't know if that can be changed. Um, I, I now the the only thing that makes me wonder is because I think if if there was more of a like wave the flag pro-American thing, and that kind of goes with freedom. 
you know, pro- mm-hmm. and I want to say protecting our freedoms, but it's, but it's almost like because you do, you do have to protect freedoms, but it's almost like all you're doing is saying, no, you can't take someone's freedom away. It's not like you have to slap somebody and say, quit making that person unfree. You just have to say, you can't do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. taking someone's freedom away. You can't do it. You're, you're not really punishing them. They think you are because they're thinking, mm-hmm. well, then I'm not free because I can't do what I want to do. That's not what freedom is. <laughs> Just because you want to force my pastor to marry you, you don't get the freedom to force somebody else to do an action. That's not what freedom is. Yeah. You have the freedom to go do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Would you ever run for office? I don't know. It'd be tough. It would be really hard. I think. It, I think. It, decision. Yeah. If I can't, I think if I can't say yes, I want to do it, then I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um. But I, there, there are things I'm better at arguing some of my libertarian points now than I was five years ago. So I think, at the very least, I could offer a voice mm-hmm. in the political arena to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, that's the right thing to do. But we, sh- but no one should be forced to do that right mm-hmm. thing. You should just all you when it comes to force, the only force that should be used is force against you if you're trying to stop that person from being free. It don't I'm not gonna force you to act. I'm gonna stop you from forcing that person to not act. Get it? That's really comp so it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. The uh the pl- the, the, the the positive side of small town politics. I think can be that sometimes people who um, are that do gravitate towards those kind of positions can be very malleable when it comes to complaints and things like that. So if you do get a person that's in office or on the city council or, or mayor, that generally speaking, I think most of the most of the local politicians are at least they'll listen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they can be be made to hear if if they're approached well. In a representative government, at some point it would be I could defend my position, but if the majority of the people wanted me to represent them in a way that was against my conviction, I could say I'm a representative. I'm supposed to vote for that, but it would be really hard for me to do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So, yeah. Anyway. And e- even if it wasn't more... Well, I-, I, would probably, I would probably say it was morally wrong because I do boil things back to the moral wrongness of things. I, I back up the assumptions, the-, the presuppositions, until we get to a point where, no, that's morally... I couldn't do it because it would be morally wrong. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> uh, local politics is very interesting to me. But... Yeah. We don't talk much about it because it's so no. objective. I, should I have done anything different? I mean, like, if I would have had, a, and I had a few more days, like, could should I have texted somebody and said, hey, who do you think I would align with? Should that I should I write in somebody else? Should I, I didn't, you know. If it was a bigger election, I probably would have done it a lot sooner and called a couple people I know and say, hey, in these three categories, I'm not sure which person. They'd be like, oh, definitely this person because blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, I trust you, so I'd probably let you influence my vote there. Hmm. 
But it was weird just submitting a blank ballot. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I mean, but, why, uh, why did you send it? if? Because if I wasn't certain George was going to be elected, I would have voted for him. Um, so that's the only one that, the only place I regret is that I didn't put an X by his name, uh, the mayor. Just, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know for sure where we would align on everything. Like he's, he still might believe that a code would be better for University Park than not, even though I argued with him about it a bit. Um, but the fact that he took the money we had in the six or eight years that he's been in there and started stashing money back and saving it so that the salaries of the local employees are now paid by interest. It was is just super smart. Like who wouldn't why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. So it's like now every year whatever comes in could be spent on the town. Or he could say, let's cut taxes by twenty percent because we don't have to pay salaries anymore. Mm-hmm. And let's see if we can use this money to, you know. Yeah. Get more people to come to University Park, live here, make it a better place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what would happen if if the government went on a campaign and said, "Hey, we just cut taxes twenty percent. It's twenty percent cheaper to live in University Park than Oskaloosa. Come buy a property here." You tax, you might get conceivably twenty percent more money next year anyway. Even though you lo- cut taxes twenty percent, you might get twenty percent more money. It's true, and you're going to attract the kind of people that care if mm-hmm. they're. care about what their taxes are, which is a certain demographic of people. I mean, I mean, I hate, I mean, I I know I could word this better, but sleazy no goods don't care what the tax rate is because they're probably not paying it anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, and I I know what you mean when you say that. You're, you're not degrading people. You're just saying, I'm fine with this sleazy no good people doing their sleazy no good thing most of the time, as long as it doesn't bother me, <laughs> you know. Oh, and, and, it, and that's why I think local politics and even national politics gets stickies because it does matter. Because sooner or later, they, it will affect your community. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. Yeah. I better not say her name. I know. I know her name. I'm not gonna say who it is. Um, a lady, but I'll tell the story in a minute. We gotta do a cigar mm-hmm. day. <clears throat> we'll come back to this lady that ran a stop sign. So, um, uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> stop signs. Yeah, buddy. So, um, scar update. I'm losing the sweet. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I think that's just cause the, the tip is the sh- sweet on the tip is gone. Mostly. Um, so I don't know if I'm not tasting the cocoa as much because the sweet's gone or if I don't, or if it's just changed a little, it seems to it seems to now taste like a baseline earthy Maduro, a little less cocoa. I still like it, and it seems like there's something else there I can't identify. Um, and it's either new or I did, just didn't notice it in the beginning, you know, a couple thirds of the cigar. I will tell you, the, I, will, I will agree, the sweetness is declining, and I think the spice is increasing. And I'm kind of getting down here to the end. Yeah, you're right. So it's not that nasty, funky taste that mm-hmm. you sometimes get. It's not that at all. It's it's just getting a little bit more spicier on the tip of my tongue and on the back of my mouth. It's kind of like just a little, little pepper, a little, little black pepper or something, yeah. a little spice. And and it is still mild, even yeah. though there's more of it. Yeah. That's, I think that's why I didn't notice it's that. Kinda, yeah, you're right. It's not it's not unwelcome at no. all. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's really nice earthy. There might be just a hint of a mild hint of like a woody, you know, like like mm-hmm. fall leaves in there. Mm-hmm. 
Burning leaves. Yeah. I always think that's hilarious. I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> burning? I'm getting burning leaves. I'm getting burning tobacco. And it's tobacco leaves. Yeah, burning tobacco gonna, leaves. Yep, exactly. It's tobacco. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, for sure. But yeah, it's it's transitioning a little, and it's it's kind of fun, because I like when cigars transition. Yep. And, and, and I actually have to be careful sometimes with some of the better cigars that we smoke. Sometimes they can get strong at the end. And I think in general, a cigar, when you're drawing the the smoke through the cigar, it's going to get a little stronger at the end. Yeah. So if you start out with one that's a real powerhouse, you got to kind of watch yourself. It's like, whoa, when I get to the end, is this going to be too much? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody nobody likes that feeling. No. So, um, but um, I don't, I'm going to do one more good hard draw. I've been burning mine pretty hot too. I'm going to let it just chill here a little and see if that changes. You know, I would say this this is not a hefty pack, and it's probably burning just a little fast for a, what I would say for a Churchill, but that's probably because it's not it's not a hefty packed cigar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I would, like I said, I, it's probably apparent I love this cigar. I love Baccarat. So I'm not going to complain about that. But it does, I think it burns faster. We're, we're about mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, I'm yeah. just down to a nub. You're a little much. more, you're a little further down mm-hmm. than me, so. Okay. So, <clears throat> I was leaving, it might have even been this morning, I think it was this morning. And I come up to a four-way stop. Or I'm, no, I'm actually just backing out of my drive. So I'm not even at the stop, so, but I can see it. And I, I look at the four-way stop because a lot of times people stop and don't signal and turn towards me. So it's like if I'm backing out of my driveway, I'm basically just going to basically, mm-hmm. they're going to almost run into me. So I'm kind of careful. And, uh, but she's totally like did a slow and go, didn't stop, turned the corner. And I'm like, I just want to stalk that person for five seconds. And, and they pulled into a house. I knew who it was. And I'm like, I bet she left, turned around and came back. She forgot her credit card or something. She lives here. She knows her kids everywhere. I don't think that's a bad person. I think it was somebody just in a hurry that kind of slow mm-hmm. and goed. And so I'm like, would I have said anything if it was a complete stranger with a Florida plate? I might have. I might have, if they pulled in somewhere, I might have said, hey, are you from here? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I might have. But I'm a little reluctant to do that sometimes just because I don't mind saying it, but it feels a little bit... I have to be careful because I have a tendency to sound like a jerk. And I think I, you just have to put on the nice guy hat. Well, you don't really believe that there should be stop signs to begin with, do you? N- not really. <laughs> no, I don't. <clears throat> um, but that's... <laughs> um, no, I think, I think there should be a gate at both sides of my block. And you, you actually have an a, a electronic device on your car, and the gate won't raise unless you live on this block. And then there if you, you live go. on it, then the gate goes up. If not, you have to go around. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to talk to George about putting those there in. There you go. So that's, kids can play in the street. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, yeah. But I thought, I know this lady. Yeah. yeah. I just kept driving. Didn't worry about it. So is that a commentary on, like, local politics? We were talking about local politics. So is that, you're saying that keeping the peace and understanding <clears throat> the humanity that's around us is an important part of local politics? Is that is that your, your main point? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and being a law enforcement officer in a small town, I'm very, very familiar with that idea that keeping the peace means a lot more, a lot more than enforcing the laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, do you work here anymore in this town? Yeah. You do still. So you're yeah. still doing you're both. Doing du- yeah, okay, double, double duty. Double okay. badging. Okay, double badging. That's kind of, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You're a double badger. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 
Badgers are just badass animals. That's why I like saying they badger. are cool. <clears throat> so, all right. So that that was my little little yeah. story about that lady, which was a little bit different. I forgot. There's another story. I don't know if it's warrants telling this. One gal totally ran a just flew right through the stop sign, right by my house, going crazy fast once. Uh, and I I don't know if this was a good idea, but I followed her and I and I said, listen. And she got out of her car. It was obvious she's late for work. Mm. I said I said, hey, you ran through that stop sign back there. And I don't know if you broke the speed limit. I don't have a, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Tell, but it, you drove way too fast past my house. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm late for work. And I said, all right, see ya. You know, and it was a lady, so I didn't want her to feel sure. threatened that's either. That's enough confrontation. I stayed, I just put yeah. the window down a little and, you know. Like, that's and, and for most people, that's enough confrontation yeah. where they'll be more mindful next time. Yeah. And I don't need you. To, and I don't need you to do that. You right. know, <laughs> I don't you're need right. to call call right. in and give your license number. I, hey, just okay. Yeah, sorry you're late. For a lot Have of people, day. that's that's enough. You know. And, and here's the other thing, though. It's likely that somebody's going to do that to me to me someday. Because the, there used to not that stop that intersection used to be different, and it's like it is so hard for me to stop at that stop sign because I think it used to not be there. I think they changed it, and it's like. It's like, oh, I hate the stop sign because it used to not be there, and now I have to stop. And but it's like, whatever, it's there, so I yeah. stop. But I, I put in, like, I told myself, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to pull, like, it's at a weird intersection where it's not straight. You know the intersection, yeah. but people on the podcast don't. So it's an intersection where if you go straight, it's like going with the road. You kind of turn left, like so. You used mm-hmm. to be able to just turn left without a stop sign. Well, now you have to stop, but to get myself to stop and not just drive through it left, I pull over to the right, like kind of close to the stop sign, and it tells myself, you have to stop. <laughs> it just reminds me, stop. Just, it's it's okay. Don't be mad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, other people have kids playing here, too. It's not just yours. Yours are in the house. They're safe. <laughs> but, anyway. I really think, I wish that all stop signs were just replaced with yield signs. Because, or, because I think that, that's the point of it. The point is so that you just don't go blasting through and not pay attention to your surroundings. But if a person slows down and it's obvious that they're looking around and they're, they're checking the intersection and there's nobody there, <laughs> then why stop? Yeah. I think it's silly, but you know. Well, and one of the things that actually makes that not, that makes that not work is because we are used to regulated intersections. And when I come up to a four-way intersection with no regulation in Oskaloosa... I have to go extra slow because I don't know if the other yeah. guys have a yield or a stop or not. Mm-hmm. And so there's this a little bit of confusion, but if they were all unregulated, all then you'd kind of do them all the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've seen any any uh, videos or footage from other countries where they have these huge unregulated intersections. Oh, yeah. There's relatively few accidents. I mean, people figure it out. Yes, I've driven a lot in... Kathmandu, Nepal, or driven, sorry, rode in a, rode in a taxi in Kathmandu, Nepal, and a couple other countries mm-hmm. um, where, like, nothing's regulated. Um, the worst place I've ever been, traffic-wise, was Honduras. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. I mean, it's like ra- full race car mode all the time, and it, nothing's regulated, and it's just go. The, the, my driver was telling me, the key is just don't make eye contact. If they know you saw them, they will go. Wow. <laughs> so you just go. <laughs> it's like the scare. I mean, like, I wasn't necessarily scared because I'm not a very afraid, nervous driver anyway. But it was 
it would have been like hell on earth for my wife. I know. But 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 they get along. Yeah. There's accidents though. I mean, yeah. sometimes, but sometimes. It is kind of funny when you look at that, and there's like no regulation, but there's and there's like less accidents than there are here. <laughs> it really is crazy. So, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Is there anything really important in the news for the last few minutes that we well, need to cover? I mean, there's the Baghdadi thing. Uh, we we got the leader of ISIS. Yeah, that's a that's a really big that's a deal. pretty huge thing uh, as far as national news goes. Uh, I did hear a report this morning that a very very famous and well thought of pathologist is it a pathologist, uh, a doctor of some sort that knows these types of things, has now reported that. Jeffrey Epstein's injuries. He was there during the during the uh, autopsy, and now is saying that Jeffrey Epstein's injuries are much more consistent with strangulation than hanging. Oh, with homicide with a homicide. So that's that. that might blow into something. Hopefully it does. Hopefully it does. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, um, a couple things because I have to pee really bad. Which I probably shouldn't say on the podcast, but let's. I'm going to take one minute before we do the goodbye and just say one last thing about the cigar. I heard somebody say something. I don't remember which podcaster it was that I listened to, but they talked about the fact that the alleged impeachment thing that they're trying to push forward, and it wasn't just about impeachment. We're saying when when correct protocol isn't followed. And when it's kind of driven by a party that's trying to take control instead of following the protocol, mm-hmm. it's not an attack against the other party. It's attack. It's attack against every American. I agree. And I've, that was such a light bulb for me. And it's like it shouldn't have been. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's that. And it's not just against Trump. Like, oh well, it's horrible. They're attacking Trump. Mm-hmm. No, they're not attacking Trump. They're attacking the institutions that keep us free, that keep everybody safe, yeah. and it's against every American. And that was a big light bulb for me, and I really just wanted to say that, yeah, that that is what it is. Yeah. They're, they're deconstructing the institutions that that we want to keep in place and think should be there. Yep. So, um, last comment on the Maduro, Baccarat Maduro, uh, Churchill. Well... I will just say that at the very end, I so I said I was going to let it cool down. Mm-hmm. It went out, ah. so you have to keep on it. Yeah. And I, I, my last comment on this cigar is that I really love the way it's transitioned at the end here, getting spicier. It's it's made it. It's 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 uh, held my interest, even though this is like not like some kind of remarkable, amazing top shelf cigar. The nice, sweet, mellow beginning. Graduating yeah. to a sort of spicy, interesting end, I've really loved it. Yeah, and the earthiness got a little bolder. Yeah. Spice got a little bolder. I agree. I like it. It keeps you interested, All even right. though it's a cheap stick and it's a good one. Well, I'm just going to say that that's enough. That's all we need to say. We appreciate you listening to DougAndJoeTalk.com. That's it for this week. Talk to you next time.